Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. I've been thinking about, okay, what type of project would I want to create to document that? Because that's something that I know I'd want to look back on and I can see Emily wanting to look back on. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 131. In this episode, I'm joined by Kim Edson to reflect on the past month and explore what's new for September. This is our monthly peek behind the scenes at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Kim, how are you doing? I am doing well. You know, it's we're kind of nearing the end of our summer and I feel like things are ramping up again. I'm starting to get schedules for marching band and volleyball and there's still like I don't even know what team she's going to be on for volleyball. So like I'm just trying to roll with it, sometimes more successfully than others, but, you know, we'll get there day by day. Yeah, we have all the things, too. Emily has signed up for, um, like, volleyball lesson, you know, like a you know, practice and play type thing this fall because she's not, there's no teams at, at her grade level yet. And it starts, you know, in a few weeks in early September. And then she's also got a horse show coming up, which we're hoping is not scheduled the same day. And I'm like, wow, this is this is busy again. Yes. And we were kind of unaccustomed to that for a while. So, you know, like I said, day by day, we will get there. I also have kind of realized, I think I go through these cycles where all of a sudden I feel like I just have to like solve the world's problems, right? Like it's like between like the yard and the animals and the kids and like just all the things. And at some point I need to let some of that go. So do a little self-care. I think I will bring this up, I think later in the episode, but um, just, you know, the idea of, yeah, I, we talk about like the daily, like crafty time. And I, w- I was doing a lot of that. So I just feel like I was making like progress and I was productive, but maybe wasn't getting so much of that, like therapeutic creative side of things so this last Mm. weekend we had some openings and I mean Saturday I did not intend to but I was in my pajamas all day because by the time you get to four o'clock I'm like why might as well just shower and put on clean pajamas because I'm not going anywhere so I agree yeah I think every now and then is nice to just have those moments have those days and so it was just what I needed well and I think it's really important to make that distinction between um, therapeutic time, which mm-hmm. may or may not be productive, and just continuing to to keep the motions going. And I think both of those play an important role in our lives, whether we're talking about scrapbooking or other things. 
but you have to really tune in to what you need in the moment. Um, otherwise, I think that's when we feel like we're on the hamster wheel. Yes. Yeah. And then it's like, burn it all down. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, done. Yeah. And I think the yeah. thing with, like, you mentioned you needing them both is, yeah, because those, like, little daily moments kind of kept me, it's like, I don't know, there's some sort of phrase for, I'm sure, but, like, it keeps you interested in the hobby and, like, you're moving forward. So it feeds kind of that part of it. But, yes, depending on, like, your reason why you scrapbook or what you get out of it, that, yeah, sometimes you need both sides for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So I would say, like, also personally, I've been in this weird, I've been in a weird space for, like, let's say 18 months since the beginning of the Mm -hmm. pandemic. But in particular, the past few weeks, I've had trouble kind of reintegrating after my not very eventful (laughs) vacation. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but for somehow I felt this urge and I, this tends to happen when I travel that when I get home, I'm like, I want to make my home feel more like it does when we travel. Cause you know, the places you travel tend to be tidy and neat and you realize how little stuff you need. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, I must do all the home things. <laughs> so I've definitely felt like I'm now I'm entering into this phase of finally, wanting to take more real action on our house. That was my original plan for 2020. My word was going to be home. And then it took on a whole nother meaning, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so much that I fact that I think feel like I, I rejected it. I'm like, oh, this is not my word anymore. I am um, at home by circumstance, not by, you know, choice. And so I felt very disconnected from it. But I'm actually at this point thinking about, okay, maybe for 2022, home is going to be my word again, depending on, you know, how much momentum I continue to feel with the projects that I want to do. Okay. So I saw a little bit on Instagram, you're talking about some painting maybe and things like, so how does your, see, I'm always this person, like, how does your husband feel about this? Because my husband and I do not always feel the same I don't want to say ambition, but like motivation when it comes to certain house projects. Like I tend to be more like, let's do it all in super excited. And, you know, he's very much the voice of reason sometimes. Um, But, you know, again, like everything you need balance, right? Like if it was up to him, like we would totally be those people in like 50 years and our house would be like a time capsule probably. I don't know. Um, So, yeah. So is Steve on board with all these home type projects? He is, but he is also the voice of reason because mm-hmm. if it was up to me and and money was no object, I'd be like, well, let's just obviously. do this. You know, yeah. I have momentum now. I want to jump in. Mm-hmm. But he's like, okay, here's here's our priorities. This is the financial situation. And so, like, we're just trying to start, like, let's talk about these lists together because yes. we've maintained a list in Trello for years. Mm-hmm. And slowly we've ticked little projects off here and there. But we've lived here since November 2014, and we've never painted a wall. Mm-hmm. And now the walls really are very evidently, <laughs> there's so yeah. much evidence that we've not painted them. Mostly of just Emily's growing up, there's like, there's a blue handprint in the middle of my hallway upstairs. And we have this terrible flat paint that is not washable. So I could probably get the blue handprint off, but then there'd be like, you'd just see drywall behind mm-hmm. it. Because the paint is not washable. So 
Well, and then I think, too, it also depends on, like, what you intend to do, like, yourself or, like, with Steve's assistance or Steve to do or to, like, hire out. Like, we were looking at doing a project on our exterior of the house, and we went to, like, two different they weren't like lumber yards, but whatever, like supply places to talk to people and like got two different answers. So like, I don't even yeah. know like what to do there. Cause, uh, so like, yeah, when I hit like walls like that, I get it, but no, so I, I am very much a homebody person, like all in. So like, right. You know, like I'm all over my HGTV shows and not that yeah. I necessarily want to implement all those things, but I think I feel like a real sense of like coziness and security in like my space. Um, and so I, I like my space to kind of reflect that feeling. So exciting. It is exciting. And I'm definitely in that, like the optimistic early honeymoon stages of, Oh, we can DIY all the things. And, but with also the sense of, you know, having some adult experience at this point that I know that we need to just take it project by project and think about, okay, what is the first thing? And let's make decisions. And then, but still knowing that each decision has like a cascade. And I think sometimes that's where I get stuck. Um, that, oh, if I make this decision, then that affects these other 12 decisions. It does, Because <laughs> it all though. has to, you know, in yeah. theory, go together. Yeah. Well, we bought a rug for like a living room area. And there's like a patio door that the runner used to match the rug, but we didn't get... I was to the point with this yeah. rug. I was like, I just need a rug. So now I need a new runner. And so it's just, like you said, that cascade effect for sure. And like, yeah. is it? it's fine. Like, it's not like I need to like run out and do it right now. But it does. It's those, it's like closing the circle on these projects. Just like we talk about closing the circle on creative projects mm-hmm. too. I think the one thing that's really helping me is I've been like kind of cleaning up my Pinterest boards and I had them like two different accounts and I went back and looked at the really old ones and I'm like, most of this doesn't really resonate with me at this stage in my life. But the ones that I've done in the recent past, I feel good that I keep going back to kind of the same color palette. You know, I will like revisit this every like six months to a year. And every time I come back, I'm still kind of into the same kind of things, the same looks, the same colors. And that helps me feel more assured in, okay, <laughs> there are, yes, there are many shades of this like muted vintage teal color, but I just need mm-hmm. to pick one and just go with it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I keep going back to that color. It, it'll be okay if you make a decision. <laughs> Well, leading this into, like, exciting me scrapbook-wise, I ordered my 2020 album this morning because there was a sale. I love following the progress on this. So this is very exciting. But I almost got – it was, like, your teal paint where it's, like, okay, like, what company? And then you get the company and then which paper do you choose? And at -hmm. some point, I've tried a few different ones on different projects. Like, this is my first big, like, annual printed photo book layout situation. And at some point, I won't know until I actually just do it. So very true. pick one, yep. order it, move forward, you know, assess. If you like it, repeat. If I don't, make a different decision next time. Because, yeah, that was the other thing I realized when we were on vacation. I overthink everything. And it is exhausting. So at some <laughs> point, get out of that cycle. So it is what it is. So I'm excited. That is on its way. I just had a lovely conversation with Helen. And at this point, this would be last week's episode when this comes out. And she was just talking about how with her project, she just has to 
dive right in and get started. Like, let's take some photos. Let's take some photos. Let's gather the supplies and start touching them and doing something. And that's what allows you to make the plan. It's not, it's so hard to just plan for with nothing. You have to to know what you're working with, know the materials. And that, I think that happens in so many areas of our lives, whether it's scrapbooking or, you know, your home life. Once I pick this one color, then that will inform the other colors I choose. We have to have something to audition from, just like we do when we're picking pattern papers. Yes. James Clear has a quote that I think is from Atomic Habits that is something along those lines as far as like, just start. And at some point, then you can decide like what mm-hmm. the next thing to do is. But if you never start, like, and that's, I think, another Gretchen Rubin thing, it all comes around, but right, like nothing is more exhausting than like the task that you never start because you just analyze it over and over again. So, um, so yeah. yes, yes, be glad to see that arrive. And, you know, then, like I said, I'll assess and decide to go from there. And I think I talked recently about the school album updates that has, I just need to like go in and like do final edits on some journaling and then those are done and I'm not going to order anything yet. I think I'm going to just kind of see how like the high school years shake down, but I am leaning more towards the idea of printing it as more of like a soft book that can be punched and then put it in a bigger album with the memorabilia. So I think at one point I was thinking I'd have an album for the memorabilia and then separate books, but I'm liking the idea of like the um, like more like the soft bound book that's inside the bigger album. So we will see where that goes. But again, that was the thing that I feel like was just hanging over my head for months. I was like, oh, I've got to do that. I've got to do that. And then over the weekend, like I said, I had like a big kind of scrappy day. I started and by golly, it wasn't as hard as I made it out to be. Like very simple. Pick some photos. That's not Put them so in often. a template. Yeah. So all around very doing well, um, scrappy way. So how about yourself? Um, I think I'm kind of seeking re-excitement. I, you know, as I mentioned, I've just been kind of in like a weird place. And I know part of it is just that, you know, we're, we're running towards the start of a school year. And for us, this is be the first time Emily has sat foot in the building since March, 2020. Um, it's also her birthday month. And it's also the month where there is a conference, the state fair and the farm progress show that Steve goes to every single August. Um, sometimes I participate in these things as well, but I'm not this year. And so both work and personal wise, August is always just like, <laughs> cray cray out the window it's just mm-hmm. it's always a lot and so I think I was feeling that anticipatory anxiety about what I knew was going to experience and now that I'm in the thick of it I'm just trying to keep going with it but feeling spaciousness for scrapbooking isn't isn't happening right this moment so I'm just trying to kind of just accept that you know I even had it in my Trello like hold space for all of the August stuff so I, I knew I wasn't going to be starting anything new this month, and I need to just kind of sit with that and know that, you know, come September, once we get into the groove again, that it'll it'll really come back. Yeah, it cycles for sure. So I hear you. And then just think of all the memories you can make now, right? Oh, yeah. No, and I'm like, I'm still like, I'm still playing with my planner and stickers and like, I'm puttering a little around the office. My office is actually in quite disarray 
I don't think I've actually put anything away since before we left in early July. So it's really time to maybe do that tidy. And I'm hoping that will be kind of the bridge between, you know, the current messy state of flux and, you know, a new tidier productive season. All right. So what's on your bucket list, Kim? So I am envisioning this kind of as a letter to my daughter. So one of my daughters, Mm -hmm. um, she's very introverted, but she's also very shy and she's, she's very quiet, especially around like new people or kind of new situations she's uncertain about. And so, I mean, this is not a new thing for anyone. It's not a surprise. Um, but just recently in like recent in the last few weeks, there were a couple situations where we're out doing something and um, like she was at like she had a, just like a doctor's appointment, like a checkup and like somebody at the office is like, why is she so quiet? And then she was doing driver's ed with an instructor and he's like, why is she so quiet? I'm like, she's shy. Like just like nobody like do you not understand this concept? And I realize our culture very much. I don't. Have you ever read the book Quiet? By I think it's Susan. I Cain. have not read it, but I'm familiar with it. Okay, yeah. So it's the idea of like introverts and like our world is really mm-hmm. kind of not set up for, but like kind of rewards extrovertedness and just like right bubbly personalities. And and I get that. I mm-hmm. really do. Um, and it, like I said, it is what it is. It's fine. But then these recent things happen, and she was just like, oh, like seriously again. Like when will this end? And I think. From my perspective, like, I understand, like, the cultural societal aspects of it. At some point, like, this is what our world is. And at some point, not that she has to conform, but to understand that and just to realize, like, that is how it is. But the other side of me, it's kind of the flip side of, like, I feel like in some ways she keeps getting this message of, like, you should be different, right? Like, from Mm – and and sometimes well-meaning adults, right? Um, Like, the one lady's, like – like I said, at the doctor's office, like a lot of people don't like it at the doctor's office. It's not like it's like a comedy club here, people. Um, so like, this is not surprising to me. So sometimes I, I find it both frustrating, but also like, I just feel a lot of like empathy for her. It's like, and I know that this has to be something that she's going to have to work through and she's going to have to deal with it because I can't do it for her. But I think almost as a letter to her to say like, you have so many good qualities, like at some point, don't let other people get you down and how other people treat you is a lot more reflective of like their life's experiences, you know, their yes. perceptions, their beliefs than it is ever about you. So she pr- will not probably read it. And if she does, she will roll her eyes. But I think again, back to like that therapeutic side of things, I think like this is just like a message I want out there. And then someday, like if she does read it or wants to read it, you know, it's there for her. But um, yeah, it's, you know, I feel like parenting is just is getting harder and I think it will just continue to be harder. I was out with friends last night and, you know, talking about driving and some of them have older kids that are going off to college and dating. I'm just like, I'm not ready for this, man. <laughs> but yeah. like anything, it's one day at a time. But um, so I think that's that's what I want to do is just like a message to her of like, you know, at some point, don't let those people get you down, man. And I don't know even that she was that well, frustrated about it. It's just that she made the comment. And I don't think I've really heard her make that observation before. So maybe that's another sign of, like, she's maturing and she's, like, realizing this. Like, you know, like, little kids, it's all about them. Like, they have, like, no realization about other people. And, like, as she's getting older, she's seeing that impact. And I don't want it to, um, like, to send her a negative message, I guess. Well, and I think there's so much value in 
articulating your thoughts for yourself, because not only is there just the, you know, I believe that what you put out there is what you will just, uh, you will live throughout your other words and your actions towards her, but it'll help you process that so that you're better dealing with it. And when you are having conversations with her about it, you've already done some of the work to figure out what messages you want to tell her. So I think that's, you know, when you're feeling compelled to tell a story like that, then then do it. It doesn't, you know, something like that doesn't even have to have a photo or it's yeah. the best use ever of that beautiful photo you have of your kid just being your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really awesome idea, especially as as someone who has been told that she's quiet. <laughs> um, and And for me, it was sometimes very, it felt surprising because what's going on in my mind is never quiet. So it's hard to yes. to, be, to always understand that I'm being perceived as quiet. <laughs> yes. And I think the other funny thing is over the years, like she would have, I'm just thinking specifically about like teachers where she would be like really quiet in class. And then we'd go to like a parent teacher conference or as the year went on, she'd just open up and be like super bubbly and like cracking jokes. And I specifically mm-hmm. remember like her third grade teacher, like looking at her and then looking at us and just like, bursting into like the biggest grin ever because she's like oh my gosh like right like she was always and then there's she like always gave her space to kind of be like who she was right and I think she just got so much Mm -hmm. joy and delight from just like who she was without having to like put her in this box of like oh you're a teenage girl so you like makeup and hair and nails and fashion and like no like she doesn't so even from that aspect beyond like the shyness right just like who she is maybe doesn't always fit yeah. in people's boxes. But yeah. So very good point. I think, like I said, not even like as beyond the <laughs> message of wanting her to like read it. But like you said, just to kind of pull together like my thoughts and feelings and then how I can convey that. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's, that's huge. Yeah, for sure. Uh, mine feels less significant <laughs> comparison. And maybe this isn't really a bucket list project. Maybe it's just a story that I'm thinking about telling. But, um, you know, if we're really going to go into this, you know, multi-year transformation of our house, because some of our longer term goals do involve remodeling. We know we want to finish the basement and we do have visions of redoing our our bathrooms and, and kitchen. I've been thinking about, okay, what type of project would I want to create to document that? Because that's something that I know I'd want to look back on and I can see Emily wanting to look back on, you know, how her childhood home uh, evolved over time. So is this a photo book? Is it a mini album? I have no idea. I'm just kind of sitting in the indecision and planning to take pictures along the way. But it's just something that feels like I want to have someday. I'm going to go six by eight album because I think there's going to be memorabilia for this, like the paint chip sitting next mm-hmm. to me right now. And who knows what other types of little like swatches or receipts or whatever. I think something sort of physical album does feel more right than say a photo book or traveler's notebook seems too small. And I don't, and I don't think I want to necessarily do like, big layouts. Mm-hmm. I just think it, I want it to just be more like documentation and like feelings and memories, like both in the present and reflective as we go through this experience. So. And I think the reason I would say definitely like the six by eight type 
Well, one, just like you said, like all the memorabilia, but also because it sounds like it's going to be an ongoing thing. I mean, at some point, even beyond like this current whatever five-year plan you have, like it's still, unless you move, it's going to just continue on. And then I feel like a photo book, I feel, where would you decide like, okay, this is it? Like, or maybe you would just do like phase one, but. Yeah, I think that you're right. That doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. It'd be nice to have something I can just add to over time. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe it's eight and a half by 11 then, you know, because some of my more like memorabilia heavy albums like that are eight and a half by 11 because it's letter size. And so a lot of things end up fitting in that. Um, so I guess maybe I'm thinking between six by eight and eight and a half by 11. We'll see. That'll be a keep fun my one. options open right now. This is just kind of like a baby idea. I think I'll maybe try to formalize it for next year and make it more of a thing. So we'll see. Oh, especially if it goes along with your word. Well, yeah. No, and and that's, that's, I always say that's also making, maybe what makes me not want to use that as my word because I don't want to overdo it. Because they would be very like two separate projects. But I also don't want to feel like I just have so, I don't know, that I'm I'm going a little bit too narrow in my focus and not trying to strengthen, for lack of a better word, because strong is my word this year. I've also thought maybe I need to do another year on strong just because that has been such a powerful word for me this year. So I don't know. This second half of the year is always the contemplation phase for me. Mm-hmm. So thinking of contemplation, let's uh, let's think on photos a little bit. So when this episode goes live, we'll have just completed our photos journey and we are jumping into projects. But what, what thoughts or observations do you have about our members' experience over the past month and, and the whole two-month journey? So I have two kind of thoughts came to mind. One is empowerment because it has mm. been really fun to see people feel like they were able to take on what in some cases was felt like a, like a daunting task. Right. Or even as simple, well, simple to some people, like, right. We had a member talk about like, she finally, she bought an external hard drive and she was getting it set up and she was asking like for recommendations and like the community. And, um, you know, maybe just some people like that's a small little step, but I can see like, that's a huge step of like making sure that your photos are protected and backed up. But like, you didn't have anything before or, um, in like the your way workshop, people talking about getting photos off of their devices into some sort of like safe backup. So I just feel like empowered in that way to maybe do things that before they thought were confusing or complicated or, um, they didn't feel like capable of doing maybe, but then also yes. I feel like we had a lot of people saying like, I'm already in a good place because, you know, I took this class or I've been working on this. And so now I'm ready to like move on to the next step. So I feel like it's really gratifying to see that all this progress that people are making are, it's really like putting people in a good spot. And so then they're just ready to like kind of take on the next level. Um, so those are like the two big insights that I feel like I noticed kind of across the board was just like people progressing and then just feeling empowered to maybe take those first steps. So they're kind of on the other end of the spectrum. 
Yes, I've definitely noticed a lot of that. Empowerment is a great word. And then also that sense of like validation that you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's that's one of the whole goals of Photo Crush is to distill all this wisdom of how you manage your photos in a way that's completely non-prescriptive of how you actually manage your photos because we're all going to have different devices and software preferences and computers and, you know, be at different places. But here's here's the framework I recommend following to ask questions of yourself, think through it and determine, okay, what parts of this do I have and what parts of this do I still need? Um, and I, I definitely saw a lot of validation of, oh gosh, this makes me feel so good because I've already done this and I didn't, you know, I didn't realize that I had, or I didn't realize I was this far along because, mm-hmm. you know, we keep revisiting these things. And that's what I love about our community so much is that we're not just always introducing the new thing and sending you in a new direction. We're just slowly building your capacity and skills and that, that strong foundation over time. Well, yeah. And then I saw people were talking about how um, they had kind of like this gave them kind of the momentum to go find like, right. They had like missing CDs or camera cards or external hard drives or something with like, Mm -hmm. like years of missing photos or like a missing trip or whatever. And now it's just kind of, they can um, makes their photo library more complete. Right. Because otherwise I feel like those are the things that are always kind of in the back of your head, like nagging you like, gosh, somewhere where is that maybe I should look for that and then you just (laughs) never follow through and like this is your right it's that time it's like you always talk about setting aside that time to do those things and to make progress on those tasks and how satisfying is that right and when like you said with your other project earlier in the end it often doesn't take as much time as you think it's going to to do this thing it doesn't mean it doesn't take take any time but it's, you know, once you dive in and you're immersed in it, it doesn't feel as daunting. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so on that same note, I think the, the I mean, obviously the software is is part of our conversation. Some individuals are perfectly content organizing their digital images with folders on their computer, whether they're using an Apple or a PC. And some prefer to have that layer of software on top to be able to better browse and sometimes do other things with your photos. And I've just seen, I've seen both some of the empowerment to, to dive in and try new things that feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, I feel like the technology is evolving, has evolved so much that it's so much easier than it ever has been to try something new or even transition from one system to another system. Um, I, I just feel like things have, are even simpler um, as as technologies evolve. And, and the biggest thing that we've been talking about is the difference between Lightroom, which is the, the now the cloud version of Lightroom versus Lightroom Classic, which is the original version that references the files on your computer like a card catalog. And it's just been interesting to continue talking through these decisions and seeing how the conversation has matured. And it, it really comes down to where do you want to store your primary copy of your photos? Is it in the cloud? And increasingly so, I'm seeing that for so many. Or do you want to store it locally on your computer or a hard external hard drive? Um, yes, there's some feature differences that can also make that decision, but things have just matured so much that cloud versus local is becoming more of the conversation point. And I feel like 
we've all kind of grown up with this enough that we feel more secure in making those decisions. Well, and I know that this was part of some of the conversations too, like the considerations of why you would choose one or the other. Like, how do you plan to use mm-hmm. your photos? Like, what is your end goal? Like, those are all things that help can help you make an informed decision about what was best for your, your like you and your family personally, right? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, where do you want to have access to your full library? You know, it it feels like, oh yeah, of course I want to have access to it everywhere in the cloud. But do you really need? Do you really need that? I would say, do you really need that? Is the underlying question that I've asked throughout all of Photo Crush, because yes, there's lots of awesome options out there for your software for like tagging your photos, for storing your memorabilia or your physical things, but If you ask the question, do I really need that? If I'm really honest with myself, do I really need that? That can, that's always, there's always a really productive answer in that question. Yeah. Peeling back the layers of the onion, right? Yeah, for sure. Because it can feel, you know, we get that sense of FOMO or I'm, I'm not doing it right because I'm not doing all the things. And the best answer is the one that is like just enough for you. Like, what is that good enough so that you can find your photos to scrapbook? And, you know, that's been the big message for all of this is that we're approaching photos from this perspective of we want to have photos so that we can scrapbook. And how do we get to photos that we find attractive and we enjoy and that capture our memories and that are easy enough to find so that we can print them or or use them if we're if we're doing digital so yeah it's been a it's been a great journey and I can't wait to revisit it again next year yes so I already mentioned that last week's episode it was with with Helen and she is giving our keynote presentation for refresh which which starts this week um Kim what are you looking forward to in this next session So I am really wanting to embrace that title of Refresh and just use whatever, um, use it as an opportunity, I guess, to refresh myself like creatively and um, whatever at that point in time, like, you know, given into the future, like what I will need. So apparently this last weekend it was, you know, prepping that album to print and it was the school album. So whatever point I'm at, you know, come that weekend, like I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm going to hand off like the house chores and the meals and just have a day for myself at least. So that's what I am looking forward to. Yeah, I know. And, and given kind of where I've been with my hobby the past few weeks, I'm definitely looking forward to that and, and kind of using that as the lens for planning the activities and, and thinking about this as one of those, you know, kind of new new year transitions as we go into the fall season what do we want to start fresh and what do we want to really how can we regroup into ourselves to make sure that these last few months of the year everything we want them to be yeah finish strong yes and so on that note of finishing i am especially excited about what's actually coming up in october which is another session of the finishing project and this one is always so fun because we have 
members who will finish projects they started this year and members who have finished projects they started a decade ago. And it's just so fun to see the the sense of satisfaction from finally finding a path forward and getting the project finished. Yeah, that's a huge weight off the shoulders, I think. Because, like I said earlier, like sometimes it's those things that are just like nagging at you, right? Like in the back of your mind. And, um, and so often if you can just give a little bit of like dedicated focus and attention and time, like you can wrap that up pretty easily depending on what it is. But I think it goes back to that whole thing of a lot of times in our minds, we make things more complicated than they really are. Well, and if you really sit down and focus, and I think that's one of the things that's come up in our, we've been doing these Monday quiet co-working sessions. So it's two hours um, of 52 minutes of intense focus with eight minutes of chit chat in between as a transition. And you can get so much done when you actually focus with a timer. <laughs> and so I think that I maybe we'll bring an element of that to the finishing projects as, as well, because I think these sprints are so helpful to remind you that sometimes all it takes is a little dedicated focus to get back into the groove or make the significant progress that felt so intimidating for so long. Well, that's why I like, we have the occasionally what we call silent crops. So it's not Mm -hmm. really a chit chat. It's um, oftentimes you'd spend like the first five minutes or so everyone, there's a little chit chat, but a lot of times it was like, okay, so what is your intent in the next like 50 minutes that you want to work on. And, you know, I've been there before and like, sometimes like you're not getting in the groove and you're like, well, I want to say that I've made progress on this at the end because they usually like the last few minutes are like, oh, how did you do? Like what progress did you make? You kind of revisit it. So it's similar in that concept to your, your Monday yeah. co-workings because yeah, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I got distracted on Instagram and then I went to Pinterest and you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I got what I said. I was working on, I made progress. You want to have that for sure. Yeah, there's a powerful sense of accountability in it. Mm-hmm. There is. So at this point, you may not know 100%, but what do you think you might want to focus on finishing in October? So chances are I may, we just went on like a week-long trip to the U- Salt Lake City, Utah area. So I don't know what, I will make some sort of photo book out of that. So as far as like how involved that gets, I may be putting the finishing touches on that. Um, Also that one thing that's kind of been on the back burner for me is we've talked about this idea of like looking for holes and albums and whatnot, kind of along those lines of like Chamel's story albums. And so I had started that several years ago where I would always have, just like ongoing kind of annual albums. Well, not always. I've like restructured my album organization a couple of times. But anyway, so as it is now, I would have these kind of annual albums and I have certain theme albums. And the annual albums are just kind of ongoing. But then I would kind of reach a point where like, I feel like I've told like most of the stories that I want to tell from this year. Let me go through review if there's other stories or photos I want. And then I can actually kind of assemble it into some sort of story or like where are their holes? Like, okay, I want to tell this story and I have a back of this 
because especially then I was mixing a lot of page sizes. So I'd have some like mm-hmm. random back of like a 12 by 12 or pocket. And I was like, well, what can I put in this spot? I mean, yes, I could just put like pretty paper there or embellishments or whatever. But if I have a story that I can put there, this helps me kind of flush out that full story. And then I can kind of mentally like tie a ribbon on that and not saying that I could never like go back. But for the most part, like that year is done. So I've kind of been working gradually through different years. And 2019 is a year in which I was really starting to kind of experiment more with full on digital. And so I gave Mm -hmm. myself a lot of kind of leniency and like time. And I was working on specific, I did like two trip photo books in like varying levels of involvement. And then I did like a December daily or my December album that year was a digital photo book. So I was just kind of, that took time for me to kind of acclimate to that new creative process. And so from that year, I have some digital pages and I have some hybrid pages. And so I don't really know where I am with that year, which isn't like a huge deal, but, um, now that I have my 2020 book ordered, I think I would like to go back to 2019, see like where am I at at some point? Maybe I just stick some of those hybrid layouts in with like 2018 and call it good and do a photo book. Or maybe this is the time where I have an album. Maybe I'm just, I'll print the digital layouts that I do have. I still have some paper supplies. Maybe I dabble back with the hybrid. I don't know. So chances are it's either going to be vacation travel book or probably better chances is that I'm going to be digging into this 2019 kind of black hole to see what is all floating around in there. Because I'm not for certain. Well, I think you've just highlighted how much thoughtfulness that scrapbookers put into, okay, what constitutes an album? What constitutes mm-hmm. when an album is finished? And it's not it's not always like simple or clear or uh, easy to check the box type of thing. And so you have to like dive in and it can feel a little intimidating to really go and investigate that whole year and see what you've done and look at your photos and see what gaps there might be. And, and also even look at outside of your photos, because sometimes we don't take photos of the things we most want to capture of that year. Mm -hmm. And, um, and and how do you figure out maybe what be missing from, from social media or, or other things? So it sounds like it sounds like a fun challenge. Yeah, I find a lot of satisfaction and kind of like wrapping up those years. It's just and not like I said that I couldn't go ever go back. But I think once I've kind of mentally finished those off, any story usually then that I would have like from that time period is usually told from like the lens of today. So it's like a then and now yes. or a, like an evolution type story. So like, yeah, maybe I'll use a photo still from 2019, but I'll pair it with a photo from 2021 or to tell that story. So I don't have a problem. Like, right. I've, I've ordered this 2020 photo book. So that's the kicker, right? It's not like I can go add another layout into this printed photo book. So I just have to come to peace with that and, I can still include those stories. It'll just be in a different spot. So, but yeah. Yep. Yep. Totally. The whole idea of like the album thing, like I, that's what I always really enjoyed about Chamel's approach as far as like the story album, like this album is to tell the story of, you know, this time period or this event or whatever, um, always has really appealed to me. hundred percent. And I'm, I'm kind of in a weird place with my albums right now. And I've had a lot of like, 
And part of it is like just having so many of these amazing conversations on the podcast, also taking photo freedom this year. I'm just like, do I want to like completely rethink it? And then I just force myself to like stop even thinking about it and like put it aside because I don't feel like I'm in a place to start something big. But it certainly is an outstanding question as I I feel like I, I kind of struggle to finish some of these albums that I have years on them. And I'm like, okay is that really the direction that I'm heading or not? So that could be a whole podcast episode in itself. So I won't go further into that, but I, I definitely can. Uh, I definitely feel you with the the desires to just fill in gaps and and put some, some closure on parts of my library. And I think that's why I always liked travel albums or right. I would so much because there's a beginning and an end and it's, very there's finite pictures and it's not so ongoing but yeah so other than my ongoing sagas what are you gonna work on finishing in october so what i was thinking about this originally i thought i would be finishing my compilation december daily which is 2014 to 2016 i think or is it 2015 to 2017 i just know that that period is a black hole for me in terms of my scrapbooking but um I'm thinking at this point that I'll be done by October. So maybe it's other December dailies. I'm in this Ooh. I'm in this weird place too with December daily and I think the conversation will be coming up on another episode this month that I had already said to myself, I am not doing a new project this year. I'm going to put the memories in my photo book, treat it just like I did Week in the Life. I'm going to have this awesome photo book that I will be ready to print in January. And then she started talking about this 10 by 8 album and I am attracted to all the shiny new things. And I'm like, okay, I don't know. So I'm hedging on my decision, even though the like the practical level-headed part of me said, no, you don't want to do this. Um, so I, I'm in a weird place with daily, December Daily, but I think because of that, that's really going to be my biggest push of finishing throughout this fall is just getting all of those done. So I'm either going to have... I'll be adding a new album to that family or I will have a clean break with kind of being done with a separate album for my December stories. Yeah. I mean, there's two sides to it, right? Like every time you say mm -hmm. no to something, you're saying yes to something else, right? True. So, yep. or maybe you just need to avoid Allie's feed for like the next three months. I Six don't know. months. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's hard. And I, I do. I love the project. I love how it has helped me feel very connected to the holiday season. Mm -hmm. um, but I also know that so much of what we do at Simple Scrapper is about the new year and setting yourself up with great habits and morning routines and planning your projects for the year. So that November to January period is really kind of the busiest time for the business. And I think sometimes December daily gets lost in that by, by necessity. It just doesn't, it doesn't end up being the highest priority because so much of my energy is focused on the new year content and that, and I enjoy that stuff loads, which is why I built my business around it. But I think that that makes me feel like I need to maybe do something different um, another episode coming up this in this series is on October daily projects. And now that I'm kind of more of a 
I don't know. I'm more of a Halloween person. I'm more of a little holiday person than I ever have been before. That kind of appeals to me. So we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen. So that was going to be my question. Yeah. Like if you like that kind of opportunity to kind of look at your day to day with like new eyes and gratitude and all those things. Yeah. So October daily, I've heard a lot of people do that. There's like May every day. So you could do like a May album. I think somebody, I do not remember who it was now, was going to do, and maybe this is your guess. I don't know. They were going to basically do like a month, like each year they would do a different month. Right. So it'd be like December oh, every day, January that. every day. Yes. And I was like, so over the course of 12 years. I don't remember who that was, but. Yeah. I was like. That sounds My fun. jaw like totally dropped. I was like, that sounds actually amazing. Here's the thing, though. You wouldn't necessarily have the draw of all the supplies because, you know, May every day is not the juggernaut that December daily is. So is that yeah. better so- or worst or just different? I, I think not having the fun supplies and the community aspect um, and the community inspiration for the, you know, sometimes over the mm-hmm. top things that we can do with our supplies. Like, that's the part that really jazzes me up about it and helps me even get more excited about maybe some of the harder parts of the holiday season that aren't as fun. Like the wrapping, you know, loads of presents at midnight and mm-hmm. some of the parts that are not as like glamorous and photo worthy. Uh, the creative part really kind of balances that off for me. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Let's I'm going to become like a J- July, December daily person. So oh. maybe I will capture the memories and do a, and plan like intentionally plan my year around yes. doing my project in July. Yeah, that's so. It's a smart way to look at it. See? Looking outside the box. Good for you. (laughs) Well, I think that's going to be a big theme of this project's journey is how can you approach projects with a new lens to make them more fun, to make them more finishable? And how can we support one another to continue making even better decisions about our projects? So this will be a really fun kind of lead into our final journey of the year, which is planning. So we'll have projects as kind of wetting the appetite of thinking about how you do things. And then for November and December, we will be full on into planning and how we plan our projects and then how we keep ourselves on track with our our whole lives. So it's going to be good. Well, you know, I'm here for it, man. So bring it on. All right, Kim, thanks so much. I love talking to you and to all of our listeners. Please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. If you like the podcast, you'll love being a member. When you join, you'll get access to weekly Zoom crops, bi-monthly retreats, and a huge content library. You can head over to simplescrapper.com slash membership to learn more and join our creative community.